Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman Stubbs and Spencer Simpson. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. Fuck Batman. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Lobo. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll. And welcome everyone back to another review episode of the Dubeck. You this said Dubeck discussion. This is Hall of Heroes. Oh my goodness. That's how much this movie is drained from me. That's that's how much it's taken away I know, from I me. Just, I feel like I I need a nap. Is is how I truly feel. Well, I'm, like I was tired to begin <sighs> with, and then I we 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 could have taken a nap. We could, yeah. We could have taken a pre Tony's nap and not missed anything. No. Damn. Well. Okay. So in case you guys welcome haven't figured everyone it out. back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I'm your host slash co-host. Spencer Simpson, the and, one and only, and joining me as always is the one and only, the host with the most, Jared Bachman Stubbs. We're trying to keep it lively for you. I'm trying to like slap some enthusiasm into my body right that now. That was that was the sound of him slapping my ass. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, we'll go with that. He's he he's spanking my dummy thick cheeks. This boy's got cake. <laughs> I got a whole fucking bakery up Leaves in here. Leaves little to the imagination. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so we saw Dark Phoenix. We did. We 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 were fresh we from fresh the theater. Out of the theater. Um. All right, so we're gonna do this like we do every other review. So it'll probably be shorter though, because <laughs> there's less debate to be had. Anyway. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Non-spoiler thoughts on <clears throat> X. It's not even X Men: Dark Phoenix. It's just called Dark it's Phoenix. Just Dark Phoenix. My non-spoiler thoughts. Um, I'm having trouble thinking how it could have been worse. Honestly, um, it was just I. There were so many cringy moments for me that that were that were supposed to be cool and like yay go you or or really menacing really ominous but it just fell flat and i would just like look to my right and make like yeah the yikes (laughs) face yikes (laughs) it was oh man i'm there were a couple times where i just really loudly laugh i am yeah i know Uh, i'm i am like I feel like I'm groping in the dark for anything positive to say, you know, just trying to reach something and and hold on to it to survive. Yeah, the mental trauma. Because it's really easy to just say, "Oh, hey, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender are good." What now? That's the nice part. <laughs> That's the nice part. Yeah. Um yeah, I was really like, wow. I how do I say this? The movie was messy. 
until I will put it this way. The movie was for me like messy and flawed until it hit New York and then it went from messy to a mess. Oh. <laughs> um I feel like from everything that happens once they get to that location um it 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 goes from like oh okay this could you this needs some work this needs some work this needs some work to what the fuck is happening um so yeah if uh, non spoiler thoughts and uh you can skip dark phoenix you can. I, <laughs> you, and and we knew going into this movie that the talent was there okay you've got as far as the X-Men are concerned, you've got the all-star cast. You've got McAvoy. You've got posing for picture. Yeah, i got to send out my podcast streaks. Um, no, not that. Got, I don't know what the hell I was doing with my hand in that. You've okay. got, yeah, yeah, that just one's leave funnier. It. Just leave it. <laughs> you've got McAvoy. All right. All-star. Fastbender. All-star. Jennifer Lawrence always turns in a good performance as Raven... I don't know. She was kind of asleep at the wheel as Mystique in this one, which she she's been sleeping at the wheel more and more with this she, character. That yeah, we we t- we mentioned that on the air, but like in general, the casting wasn't the issue. You know, so Sophie Turner, I've seen better from her, but it wasn't bad nonetheless. No, she wasn't bad, and like, but also. With this cast, you're not going to get bad performances, and like a lot. That's what I'm saying. It's like the, it wasn't the cast. They can make the they can make the worst of scripts, pleasant. Yeah, but it was not. Okay, so the script was beyond saving. I'd say. Yeah. All right. It was just pretty awful. Folks at home, if you're uh, if you're here for a uh, non spoiler review of Dark Phoenix, that's it. We did not like it, and we are going to spoil the shit out of this terrible movie uh, in a couple seconds here, so if you don't want to have this spoiled for you, then uh, we love you 3000, same bat time, same bat channel. We And we apologize for how depressed we sound. This was... J- it was... We're... We... We went in there expecting to be disappointed, and our expectations were not even met. Like, like that is how flat on its face this leave, movie fell for I us. I will leave it. I will. I will leave the non-spoiler section with this. Dark Phoenix is not a Batman and Robin bad movie. <laughs> it is not a. Oh my god, point and laugh. Point and laugh at this, uh, this hilariously f- f- yeah. flop of a film. This was a like it had no heart in it. It had no, no soul. It was it was devoid of anything. It was it was just devoid. This wasn't one of those like so bad it's good and it's fun to watch like goofy no. movies. It wasn't no. like it's this ain't no yeah, time it's, bandits. No. It's yeah, it's not it's not it's not it's the room. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not like the wicker man. It's just like it's just bad. And not in the fun 
you know. Let's let's just. I for did the... not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not. Kind of bad yeah. movie. Let's just for shiggles. Shiggles. I let's just look at the the current standings for. Okay, the budget here was two hundred mil, right? Yeah. What do I look up for box office here? Box office tracking. Two hundred mil. Let's see here. And so far, it has made. Um. I know that wasn't what you were saying, but it sounded like you just started chanting the word cuck. This is from Hollywood Reporter. Dark Phoenix, the last chapter in the 19-year X-Men film franchise, is tracking for a North American opening in the 50 million range. Okay. 50 million. It has it it is only expected to make back a quarter of its money. That is uh, hilariously awful. And it's, I wish it's it getting was like, buried. Like, I was... Okay, yeah, and this from comicbook.com. Headline, X-Men Dark Phoenix, Phoenix on track to lose over $100 million in box office. This movie is not even close to making back its money. No one cares. No one fucking cares about this movie. Like, I would, like, periodically ask me, hey, you seen a Dark Phoenix? No. You know, when I bump into people, like, and part of it has to do with the, um, those guys who were sitting behind us. Like, they, they, they're back there trying to make sense of this whole mess. Like, they're trying to talk each other through, like, okay, is this a trilogy? Is, like, it, it, when, what does this tie into the MCU? Like, what is, uh, which... Oh, I can't wait to talk about the MCU in this movie. Oh, <laughs> that yeah, was okay. so funny. All right. So no, the wait, fact wait, that wait, nobody wait, wait. in the room, that nobody in the room went, maybe we should change the fucking name. Oh, <laughs> uh, God help me. Anyway, I think with that, we can wrap up the non-spoiler section yeah. of today's episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Our loyal listeners, even on the days when we just have very, if anything, we have nothing really to say that's good about this movie. And so these can be the really hard ones to listen to. And especially for us, they're the really hard ones to make. Yeah, <laughs> we don't like, we don't like shitting on stuff. We don't. So thank you all for sticking with us. And this will be the closing section of the um non-spoilers so uh as jared said we'll see you next week at the same bat time same bat channel we love you 3000 i finally got to say that and we'll see you next we'll see you bye (laughs) however if you're still with us for the spoilers and you either saw this horrendous dung heap (laughs) or you don't care enough to see this horrendous dung heap and you're just gonna listen to our sultry voices give you a walk through the plot put that in air quotes yeah okay (laughs) um 
you're uh, going to listen to this from here because you don't want to see the movie, uh, you're welcome. What the fuck? Uh, start to finish, it was a mistake. Okay. The whole thing was My, just a mistake. I was saying this in the car. Okay. I'm going to say it again. Oh, they fucked Charles so bad. They did Charles Xavier dirty. They did. Like, they wow. Tu- they turned him into this egotistical, arrogant freak, you know, who's only concerned with the public image of the X-Men. And, and himself. He, and himself. And he's not concerned with the lives that are put on the line every time they go out the door. And he's not concerned with the ramifications that the choices he has made. I lost it mid-sentence. See, that's no. how little I care about <laughs> well, the here, Here's my you thing. Know. The X-Men have always been this like, hey, we have powers and we can use them to help people. Now... We're going to do it because we can and we feel an obligation to. And that's what the X-Men are pretty much born out of. Right. This movie treats it like Charles... Like... How do I put this? Sacrificing and endangering mutant kind in the name of saving face with humanity. Mm Mm-hmm. And that feels antithetical to what Charles has believed and advocated for in the past. Like, with Charles, it's always been a, we're mutants and we're mutants. So don't shame us, don't be bigots towards us. You know, we're we're not X-Men because, we're not, we don't do this whole superhero thing to, like, make you like us. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's an added bonus that you see mutants doing good shit and you go, oh, hey, look at them doing good stuff. But also it's we feel an obligation to use our powers to help you. Mm. Whereas with this, it's Charles going, oh, you'll make our you'll make our image better. Yeah, it's having you on the front line does as much to help us as as we are helping them. Yeah, it got to the point where it was more about you know, pushing this image than it was about saving lives and especially mutant lives. Like right off the bat, first thing that the first mission they're on, you know, they make the call to rescue every last human at the expense of Jean. Yeah. And they think she's gone until, you know, that she's not. (laughs) Yeah. And like, and that, and that was the thing was like, that was such a, you know, I get some like you know heroes and Charles as an individual taking a no man gets left behind kind of stance, which is fine, which is but... fair. But he's also like again, like this is a smart character who should have the wherewithal to go, no man gets left behind. But we're we're creating a situation where we're either going to trade a life. Or we're going to create a situation where two people die instead of just one. Hmm. So, it that that was just again really pigheaded on Charles' part. And I real as at first I thought I thought the point of what Mystique was saying was for Mystique to seem like an idiot. And I thought the point was like it seems like Charles is starting to believe his own hype, but. He's really not, but Mystique thinks he is, and maybe Mystique's going to go rogue and join Magneto and blah, 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 blah. 
the usual shit. Yeah, like, we're actually gonna see Mystique become fucking Mystique in these movies and, like, work with Magneto indefinitely. Uh, which we do not get. But... But sitting there, and, and, and when, once Charles is saying, oh, well, you know, we got no man gets left behind, and he, he, he sends her in there, and you see how Charles is behaving throughout the whole film, he, he did that because if you get, if you save everybody on board, that looks really good for you. Mm-hmm. You know? I also think that they, with, because of how sloppy the script is, spat in the face of the mutant allegory where the whole point of the x-men and the the allegory of mutant kind has always been the idea of the you know taking the insert oppressed minority group here you know the x-men have always been a stand-in for the lgbtq community for African Americans, for whomever, is you know, and it doesn't even have to be like a protected class of people. Mm. It could just be you know, Billy and Susie who are getting bullied at school. They feel like an outcast. They can see themselves in the X Men. It's always been for the people who have drawn the short straw, but for the most part, a lot of it has been geared towards like a civil rights allegory, which doesn't make the X Men so culturally significant. And this idea that, like, Charles, who is meant to be mutant Martin Luther King, for all intents and purposes, is now, like, shilling out mutants. And it's all about, you know, oh, it's a small price to pay for... No, that's that's not how this should work at all. <laughs> no. This isn't, oh, we're, I'm doing it for good PR. It's, I want to help people... You guys want to help people. You have the skill set to help people. We are going to do these missions. And he sold his soul in the name of presidential accommodations and, you know. Accommodation. Yeah. What did I say? Accommodations. I say accommodations. Uh, thank you for catching that. You're welcome. Before somebody else did. You're welcome. Um, I didn't realize I said that. But... It's 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 really depressing how they throw the metaphor and Charles' character out the window. It also upsets me that he's right for a lot of it. That the that that the story paints him as being right about all of this, and the almost comical, pig-headed way that it's, you know, the second one bad thing happens with a mutant, the government's like round up the mutants. Yeah, like it. it it's. It escalates so, so quickly. comedically quickly. Like, you know, and yes, like we as a people have had moments of bad thing happens. Round we react up. really badly. But and quickly, and that's why it's bad. Yeah. But the the fact that like we are living in a mutant friendly society in the nineties for all you know, essentially. Because we see everybody in whenever the X Jet lands and they're clapping and they're celebrating for everybody saving this group of astronauts. That's cool. You know, like, yay. Like, they they are on the right side of history. They're taking very big steps towards human mutant equality. And they go from, <laughs> the, from the president having an X-Men hotline 
Which immediately is, quickly he's like, sorry, <laughs> sir, this this line is we've no we've been. disconnected this line and like well, they're, they're setting up mutant internment camps for mutants of powers that are a clear and present danger to society. That happens Ooh. overnight. Yeah, because one person went fucking nuts. That frustrates me. Like it it it, it, it feels so. It's like, oh, hey, remember that mutants are oppressed? Remember that? <laughs> We're going to go back to that now. Um, and it kind of spits in, in the face of all of this. Like, the story should not be, you know, oh, we're going to... Like, like it, it proves Charles right. And the, Charles yeah. is wrong. He is wrong. <laughs> so, so the, yeah, the comedic speed at which the turnaround happens only reinforces what Charles has been saying all along, that this cooperation only lasts as long as we look good. Yeah. And so... Um, it makes him look yeah, incredibly if selfish. If, if your goal is to paint the X-Men, or if your goal is to paint Charles throughout the, the whole course of this movie as to be like that, no, you're wrong and you need to see it, but you refuse to, that was not the movie. And that's, and that's, and that's the issue, is that it tries so hard to do both. But it it tries to have Charles be the, oh, I know things that I wish I could make you understand, and if I could, and if I could make you understand, you'd understand why I'm behaving the way I'm behaving. And it also wants him to be high and mighty, arrogant, who needs to learn that he doesn't have all the answers. Pick one. Do you and want? Do you want Charles? Do you want Charles to learn that he doesn't have all the answers? Or are you going to tell the audience that Charles had all the answers? Yeah. It's it's an incredibly confused movie. Yeah. It's just, it's really upsetting. You know, the the attempts at a social justice commentary are laughable. Yeah. Um, like I said, like like the, the bastardization of the of the character of Charles Xavier and how he fights oppression. Um, the fact that Simon Kinberg so hilariously misunderstood the point of Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel and the girl power scene in Infinity War. And granted, this was in the can long before Endgame, but the girl power scene in Endgame, that it's, we can hang with the boys, and it has this stereotypical, like, misunderstanding of those scenes. And it has the moment where Mystique goes... Maybe we should call it the X-Women because the women save all the men around here. That's not the fucking point. Like, that that's not what, like, if you're trying to say, if you're trying to be like, if you're trying to have an I am woman hear me roar scene. That's not the way and we're, and we're it. And we're two dudes talking about this. So, like, we're already slightly not qualified to yeah, have to an have opinion here. have a conversation here. about, yeah. But to have a moment of... We can hang with the guys and giving the women in the scene just as much agency as the guys, blah, blah, blah. Which, for the most part, this movie does a good job of making Gene feel like a character with some amount of agency. You know, which I got kind of nervous that this is just going to be like a, I'm sad, destroy city. Yeah. Like, you know, they, 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 they do enough. And that's one other relatively positive thing I can say about the movie is they do a good job of balancing Gene's emotional trauma with the Phoenix Force and, like, how those two things are going to negatively impact each other. 
they handled that well. I will give them that much that they handled how you how you have both of those things lock horns and rip a person apart. But I just I was just so let down by that aspect of it by 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 such an allegorical franchise and series that has this very shallow and phoned in social message at the end. Super disappointed by that. Um, but yeah, they go on this mission. Gene gets um, possessed and becomes the host of the Phoenix Force. And then they get back to Earth and she's just off the charts. And they just, and they, they just vaguely say it's made her more powerful. Um, we also don't they know. They don't say how like, or why or what in the world that thing is. Like, okay. My biggest... Maybe not my biggest, but one of my biggest beefs with this movie is how either unnecessary or ill-conceived the idea of the extraterrestrial presence is in this movie. Because <laughs> it's it's either, like I said, it's either just completely ill-conceived in that they were like, oh, we kind of need, you know, some, some extra action in this movie to 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 make the fans realize that that it's not just it's it's like the the Zemo in Cap Civil War. It's like the the uh, what's his name the the gang boss in Ant Man and the Wasp. That's like going after oh, the, yeah. the the expensive um, tech. Walton Goggins' character. I can't yeah, remember yeah, his name. I, yeah. Neither do I. But like, it's just the the little bit of extra action to. Even whenever you know that the good guys are at each other's throats, there's eventually going to be something that is more yeah. important to to fight at. But it's just, I mean, but like Zemo, here's and here's what and I'm Zemo, saying: no, no, Zemo no, no, facilitates know, he, the conflict. Yeah, and so in that sense, that he's more accurately is the yeah the Ant Man and the Wasp example. Yeah, but it just seemed that it was unexplained and unnecessary like I, I get the whole there's enough conflict going on just with the dark phoenix thing that you really don't need unless you're gonna take that step to have gene's redemption be a self-sacrificing one you can't tell this story in one in one movie and that's it and that's what i said before you can't tell this story in a way where it's it's not a point A to point B to point C movie narrative. It is a point A, hey, Gene's, Gene died, and then Gene's back, and she's kind of acting funny. Holy shit, Gene is way more powerful than she used to be. Gene's really acting a fool now. This is getting scary. Gene does something insane. And now everyone's freaked out about what they're supposed to do. Then you start to explain in like the next chapter where this power came from, what it's born of, why what's happening is happening, who is orchestrating this, what is Gene, what is the Phoenix Force, how much of the Phoenix Force is Gene. You do all of these things. Because yes, there have always been like extraterrestrial involvements with this story. And I don't have... I don't have a problem with a version of the story that includes these aliens. What I do have a problem with is the implementation and the fact that they try to squeeze us all into one movie. Dark Phoenix could be its own trilogy. 
should be its own trilogy. Not like they can do it at this point in the MCU because this storyline has already been shot in the face twice. But I get frustrated with the phoned-in nature. And the, and this, like, we're going to cram it all into one movie. And uh, I just... I, 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 I'm trying to, like, so, like, concentrate my thoughts here. Aliens' planet are destroyed, and they're just following this cosmic force through space. Which destroyed their planet. Okay, here's another thing. Um, your planet is destroyed by strange cosmic force. Yeah. Oh, I know what we should do. Let's follow what? that cosmic force. Okay? Let's harness it. And we're going to harness it. And we're going to create a new world where we can live instead. What? What could go wrong? Yeah. That I, I mean, like, it's one of those things, like, I wish that I was in the room where the people making that decision made that decision so I could just kind of be like, what? Yeah. It's like, am I the only one here in this right now? How are yeah, you guys I, I don't, I've never understood the, like, and, like, unless you explain it as a force that is capable of creating, but they don't. All they show us is it, it's a, it's a power yeah. amp. It amps up Gene's powers and it makes shit explode. <laughs> Basically, so it. I don't understand how this is going to help you rebuild anything because you just you you show it as a force of destruction. Mm. I don't see what, how or why this would have any type of healing or or non destructive properties. And 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 they can't even make up their mind on what all it does. Like we see on the train fight, whenever Jessica Chastain's character. Has the is using the like part of the Phoenix Force against the X Men in the train fight. Storm goes to electrocute Jessica Chastain, and she absorbs it and turns it and, back yeah. on Storm. Like, okay, or is she like um, what was what was his name from First Class who like absorbed other people's powers? Um, oh, or Seb geez. Sebastian Shaw? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like. Is, 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 like, does Dark Phoenix make you, like, yeah, Shaw? Where you, like, take in the powers and shit? Or, like, what's it do No, now? he doesn't take in power. He stores it. Oh, he stores it. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But, like, but still. Like, he isn't, like, a... Or no, um, he doesn't just... Oh, it's uh, Bishop. That's the guy that can, like, leech off of somebody else's power and use yeah, it. Yeah, kind of. Bishop. But, like, so many of those feature X-Men's powers are all super convoluted. I... <laughs> True. But there's no, like, explanation as to why she just takes it in. And granted, like, because it, 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 it doesn't look like she just, like, catches it and sends it back either. Because no, like, she goes, oh, hey, cool. I do lightning now. Zap. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't, like, they, they don't frame it in a context of, I caught it. Now you catch it. Ha. Yeah. It's very, oh, I have this power now. Here. Um... But yeah, they, they can't figure out what's going on with Mystique or um, with with uh, Jean. Um, they Mystique and Charles have an argument at where they basically where Mystique tells Charles what we just said about Charles. Yeah, she tells him off, and Charles says yes because mutants. Um, <laughs> and then they're they're having like a rager in the forest that. Yeah. that the, <laughs> That yeah. all of the adults cool. are aware of. And have spy cameras up for. <laughs> and are just watching them 
drink it, it drug and fuck seems, in the forest. It, it almost seems like it's like right outside the freaking gate of the mansion. It's yeah, get, and it's get, in the forest behind what the mansion. What was in that punch? Was there alcohol in that? I don't know. I mean, I can't it, tell. The like, way Gene was putting those down, it makes me seem like there was something stronger. Yeah, it's there. it seemed like they were like, oh yeah, like we're we're drinking spike punch, woohoo, you know, spring break, but. But, but also, the, the entire X-Men kids. staff is watching all these kids have I this know. rager in the forest. He's just making sure nothing bad happens. And, and like at one point, yeah. Hank McCoy, as a whole, remember when we had parties like this? And it was like... Ah, uh, cute. Um, yeah, but don't but let the teenagers have a forest rager. Yeah. I... Like, like, you know, the, the, the dumb kids doing dumb kid shit is dangerous enough. Now let's have superpowered dumb kids doing dumb kid shit. Also, that was a nice Dazzler cameo with, like, the weird singing yeah. light show. I was like, okay, Hello. Dazzler, cool. You, you you brought her into this mess, too. Yeah. Why'd um, you, why did you do, have to do that? She was so innocent. <laughs> she had no she, strings attached. She had no blood on her hands. Why did you do this to Dazzler? Uh, but, yeah, so they, and then at one point, all the... Um, noise and commotion during the party gets to Jean and she has a panic attack and blows up the rager and like knocks a bunch of people out and just giving it a swish. Sorry. Yeah. My Spencer water was moving around his bag of fluids over here. Bag of fluids. It's a water bottle. I know. I make it sound like my bladder. I know. That's why I said it like that. Um, weird. I know. Well, I gotta make you know. Whenever you're weird, but we all knew look that. at that. Look at that. Look at that. I know. Blip. I like to make shapes. In you the, like to in, make shapes in the, in the soundscape. Um. So they take Jean back to the X Mansion after she passes out, and they say, "Oh no, she's getting stronger." And Charles tries to get inside her mind to see what's wrong and it seems like he helps her tear down like the final walls um oh i forgot how the movie actually opens uh with a flashback of jean in a car in a car with her mother and mother and father and she accidentally um causes a car crash that kills her parents um we then find out that her father is actually alive and that charles lied to her about her father being dead and um Jean once she wakes up she goes rogue to go find her old man and once she finds him finds out that after she had died or after the, his their his wife her mother had died he um basically went off into hiding and didn't want to deal with anything and any of the whole oh I'm the father of a superpowered child drama and then she starts to freak out and then the X-Men show up and um the 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 blocking of this scene is awful painful um i didn't I, I very briefly looked down at my phone during this scene so tell me if i missed something did i miss quicksilver getting severely injured cuz yeah. they carry him out on a stretcher cuz i looked down it was like whenever uh she like slow-mos everything and he's like running up on the the, the debris. Yeah, I that's saw flying. him run up the debris, and then she like, yeet. He like slip pulls the rug out from under him, and his momentum. He's going like 
really yeah, quick he's, yeah. in real time. So when she pulls that out, like when it snaps back into real time, he like flies uncontrollably through the house. Into okay, like a bunch I didn't of see stuff. him flying to the house because I like very briefly looked down at my phone. And I and again, the, the movie's so sloppily edited, I thought they just went, oh yeah, he fell and now he has to be carried out on a fucking stretcher. No, but, okay, did, I, I missed something some legitimately. Okay, well, that's my fault for missing that. But they have that. Um, why did the police even show up? Probably because... Because the carnage doesn't really start until the police get there. But there's a jet that landed a big... Mis- but they like don't know it's the X-Jet. That's my thing, though. There like, must every- be something up then. I know, but I feel like like you're not going to show up or like, you're, the not gonna, you're not going to send people exactly though. But the if the X Men are there, clearly this is above your pay grade. No, not necessarily. If it's an internal, if it's an internal affair, then nobody knows what's going on except the X Men. So like, That's why are fair. the X Men here? There's no threat here. Yeah. Why are they here? But then we why didn't go the X Men like? Then that's what I'm saying. I was like, why didn't they go? Hey. Don't like either proceed with caution or do not show up because more people like more cooks in this kitchen only leads to disaster. So like, again, it was just one of those like little things where it's like, why did we not put more forethought into this? Because clearly we were dealing with an iteration of the X-Men, at least at this point in time, before Gene goes nuts, they can safely do that. They're not going to, like, pick up the phone and the police captain's going to be like, no filthy mutants. This line is now phone. disconnected. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to, this line is now disconnected with these guys. They're going to entertain it and go, oh, okay, you're the freaking X-Men. We just saw you save, an, you know, a group of astronauts. We'll follow your lead. Just give it a go. What could go wrong? You know, and that's my issue, is, like, you can't build in the X-Men can get away with way more now because people love them and then have them do dumb shit. Where, like, them using their being loved now could intercede, you know? Especially with how, ever since Man of Steel, superhero movies have made a point of making a of making sure that the audience sees where the superheroes are avoiding unnecessary carnage. Mm. Where they go, oh, hey... I like you know Iron Man goes clear out this area, block this area off, or ooh this building is unpopulated. I'm gonna scoop slam the Hulk into it, stuff like that. Where you know, or you have um, you know scenes in like which movie was it when they were like when they were told the police like hey go here. Oh, that was. Uh... Because we have this part under control, you go there, and they really, you know, like... Yeah, it was, I think that was Avengers 1, you know, with Cap. He's like, we need to clear these men out of these yeah. buildings. And make Set up a perimeter down to 434. Yeah. Uh, he's, like, he's like, who the heck are you? And then he beats up a couple of and without yeah. a word, like, the guy just turns yeah, around and starts That's actually Patrick from Spongebob. That uh-huh. cop. Really? That Yeah, that's Patrick Starr. Oh my gosh. Um, no, but there's like a specific scene I have in my head that isn't that where I think it's like Iron Man or Cap like doling out orders. But still, like there's like that kind of wherewithal to go have Charles contact the police and say, don't intervene. But all hell breaks loose. The Dark Phoenix persona uh, comes bursting through. Jean loses control. She 
absolutely smacks the shit out of the X-Men. <laughs> um, she slaps. And then Mystique. Mystique just acts like an idiot. Yeah. Um, you know, again, Mystique is doing this whole, oh, we got to take care of them, Charles. We need to make sure that they're okay, Charles. And I understand that as a character choice for her. But she has seen the kind of carnage she is capable of. Why is Raven all of a sudden just going to inch closer and closer? After Jean has said, back away from me. Like, it, 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 like, oh, how do I put this? Like, the movie, the movie is, it's this really weird, like, dichotomy of, like, how I always make the, if you've ever seen a movie before joke. Oh, yeah. Where, like, Raven has never seen a movie before. <laughs> so she she yeah. and so she keeps getting closer. and she keeps getting closer and closer but gene has seen a few movies so she's telling raven hey, hey this isn't a movie where you can just this isn't a movie where you can just hey the sun's getting real low big fella me you out might, of my rampage you might want to actually back off <laughs> you need to step back before i hurt you and Raven, who has now seen too many movies, <laughs> is going, no, I'm going to, to calm you down. <laughs> so, like, it's this weird, like, ooh, she's never seen a movie before because she's but never seen somebody go into a blind a rage. But it's also, but I want to do the thing where I make you okay. And then Gene launches Raven into the debris of one of the many houses that Gene destroys, impales um, Mystique upon a piece of wood. She dies, um, and then they bury her, and Beast goes into a murder rage. Yeah, he's he's most of this movie is characters doing dumb things because they are in a murder rage. Yeah, he's in a bad place. Uh, yeah, so he gets he gets pissed, and um, Jean freaks out because she's terrified of what she did. So, um, well, before we get to that. The aliens. 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 Where's Mysterio? Mysterio just aliens. Um, oh, that needs to be a shirt now. <laughs> just, just take that still. A do-back shirt. Yeah. <gasps> um, official oh, yeah. official do-back discussion podcast network shirt. Of Mysterio. Coming to, coming to a tea public near you. <laughs> aliens. Featuring Mysterio. <laughs> featuring Jake Gyllenhaal as Quentin Beck. Um, Binton Quick. I say Quentin Beck. Yeah, I know. And I said <laughs> Binton Quick. Binton Quick. I now, here's my thing. When you do like the flip the word the letters thing, yeah, I think, do that you, often by accident and so on my you, own. And so you think that I'm like I get instantly calling you on it. I get instantly paranoid. <laughs> uh, but the, so a bunch of discount scroll. Can you Google what the name of the aliens were? Yeah, please? I mean, I mean, do I, it on your phone before never... you ear rape the. They say it once in passing, but there's like an army of aliens that are like on Earth because they're trying to track the Phoenix Force. But it seems like they've been on Earth for a while, waiting for it, as well. Um. And it's really weird because the aliens have clearly just shown up. Some of them have just shown up on Earth, but not all together. And they're trying to find the Phoenix Force, but it feels like they've been tracking it for a while. What are they called? What? 
Um, who are the villains in Dark Phoenix? Excellent <laughs> question. <laughs> the writer. My boy Simon. Yeah, well, Simon Kinberg, he does a decent job directing. It's just the script is a mess. What are the he hell? Because she's called Vuck. But what is the name of the alien race? I don't know. A lot of people are assuming that Chastain is playing a member of the Scrolls race. Um... They're actually from the race known as the Dabari. The, the, okay. Um, but no, they're they're green and they shapeshift and they have super strength, so they seem like scrolls, which is which, which is fair. Um, but there's a really ah, my legs cramping. Got to move a little bit. There's a really they, they, their power set is weird. They don't make it very clear as to how exactly what what they're capable of. But basically, the the the, the Vuk. Uh, Vuk, who is a the Dabari. Dabari sounds like Jabari. Um, but Vuk, who is the Dabari? Vuk, who is a Dabari, um, shape shifts or assumes the form of Jessica Chastain's character, who is is rudely taken from a what seems like a pleasant dinner party. Yeah, <laughs> to the barking of a dog named. Yeah. Uh, Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so she gets pulled out of the dinner party to go see what the dog is barking at and then gets vucked and yeah. then comes, comes back to the dinner party and does this weird thing where she like, you ever, you ever fill up the, the, the um, washing machine with too much laundry and then it does this weird thing where like. Some of the clothes go over top of the middle part, and it just kind of like loops over itself. She does that to people's guts. Oh yeah, she's just like <laughs> it's, it's just like you take you just like grab you do it you do a titty twister in the middle of their chest. You just like yeah. pinch and twist, and it like creates this ugly like yeah, divot. and they fold them unto themselves. And it's like it's a scary looking thing, but she it just walks scary, in, like, does it to what? one dude, and then just stares off into space until they cut. Like part of me was expecting to hear like a Jessica, we're still rolling. Like yeah. was, she just stops and just stares. Like she doesn't start doing it to the rest of the people at the dinner party. She just kills the one dude and that's it. And I don't I don't understand what was happening there. Maybe she was just trying to scare him off, but still I don't like but, it. But, but like but she does it so dramatically, and that's my other issue, is that like She's aware of the fact that she's a villain in a superhero movie, <laughs> and she just does menacing <laughs> shit, just just, <laughs> just for, to be menacing. Audience. Like what? But so they realize they have to track down Gene, and then eventually they find the father, Gene's father. After all, hell broke loose, and um, they go, they her and this other uh, Dabari go after her. And they are after him and try to interrogate him and see if he knows where they went. And he, they're trying to get information out of him. uh, And they want to know as much about Gene as they can. So she, they're posing as FBI agents. And he's, he starts to talk and he goes, you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather talk to you with my lawyer present. And then Jessica Chastain says, it's like, and this isn't Chastain's fault. But Vuck has this like so so, such a awful. corny line, such a corny line where she's like, 
oh, I really, it's just like, I hate doing it this way. He goes, doing what this way? He's like, it's so much easier to understand your language when you're not screaming. And then she does like the weird gut thing to him, despite the fact that they just said they needed to interrogate him. So it went from, we need to know as much about your daughter as we possibly can to, I'm not going to, I'd rather talk to an attorney. Well, I won't be able to understand what you're saying if you're screaming and then fucking kills him. And we see throughout the movie when they do the weird gut twitty titty twister thing that it's an instant kill. It's an instant kill. So she just, she goes, we need crucial information for you. I don't want to give it. Well, I, well, it's so hard torturing you people dead instantly. What? And the, and the earlier in that scene too, with the dad, I don't know, like this is one of the moments I laughed at where it's like, do you want me to get you something to eat or drink? I'm just so happy to know that you're alive. I'll go get you a glass of water. Uh, like, <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I think it's possible that the writing intentionally tried to make us as com- as uncomfortable as the two of them were in that scene where he didn't ever want to see Eugene again but- and she thought that he was dead all this time. It's very possible. Perhaps. I don't like based on but the a overall more able-bodied of the writer. Film, I doubt that was the case. <laughs> I don't think they were th- They just they, forgot. There was not enough thought put into this movie for there to have been that much thought in no. one scene. There and there there's some really cool camera work in this movie. Like there there are moments where the production is impressive. Mm-hmm. But, like, the script just can't make up for that. Like, I love the one shot they have, and I said this in the theater, of Magneto putting on the helmet again for the first time in a long time. And, like, as the helmet rests upon his head, they immediately cut to Charles taking off, off the, the Cerebro helmet. helmet. Yeah. That, that was, was a cool. good shot. Like, that, was, like that, tr- that shot transition, like, it's right up there with how every time I drool when I watch The Last Jedi, and there's that really, like, I love the wipe transition they do when Kylo looks at his glove and he has water on his hand from the waves on Octu, and as like as he like opens up his hand looking at the waves it like wipes into the hyperspace tube or like the hyperspace mm-hmm. of like them traveling the Cantonica but like it was just a really cool transition shot um so again I can't fault the movie for that um quit wiggling the table so much oh I am I'm sorry uh so they they kill the dad and they bury Mystique and they Charles and Hank Char- have this Char- drunken well, first, rage. First, Charles monologues at her funeral. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't know. If Still they, believing he's doing what he what's right. Yeah, and again, again, I in a scene where all of the mutants who go to the school are present for this burial. And he's speak like he's actually giving a public eulogy to the student body. That would be one thing, but it's literally just Charles, Hank, and Scott standing over Mystique's grave, and it's just Charles giving this like incredibly airheaded. Mystique would not have wanted us to turn our backs on what we do, and Mystique is going to be a part of the X-Men because she was an X-Man, and this is what she wanted us to do. And, you know, again, it's just, we're great because mutants and we do the right thing. He just monologues, and it's 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 gratuitous. Like, you don't need him to just give this speech. It's clearly a private moment. Just let it lie. 
Yeah. Then, like you said, they're in the kitchen. Um, Hank has clearly been uh, had a couple to drink, and he and Hank get into a very, very ugly argument. Where Hank basically says, um, "This is your fault." This is your fault, and Charles gets immediately defensive and continues to act non-human. Like it, 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 he doesn't recognize his own part that he played in this. Now, when I hesitate to say, "Charles, this is your fault," yes, I don't think you can wholesale blame all of this on Charles Xavier. Because in a world where the dark or the Phoenix Force is never an issue, this never would have been an issue. Now, it was his idea to let her get exposed to it. Yes, that is his fault. But when he did what he did, he did it in good faith. He made it, he did a horrible thing to her by lying to her and like taking advantage of his powers and altering Gene's mind. That was. It, his heart was in the right place, but it was still an unethical decision. And Beast freaks out in a moment of hurt after losing a woman he loves. Freaks out at Charles. This is your fault. This is your fault. You still can't admit it. Charles plays the victim and says, oh, I hope you feel better because I just had to bury my foster sister. And now you're going to treat me like this is all my fault. I hope you feel better. And it... it it took a scene that they could have done a lot with and turned it into a dick measuring contest. It it did nothing for me. No. It, it had so much potential to, like, tug at your heart a little bit. Maybe try to, like, and because em- Nicholas empathize Hall, a little bit yeah. with Charles and in that moment, but empathize a lot with, with Beast, who's like, I lost someone I love, and it's because of you. And you can't you don't you don't even have the the gall to you don't even excuse me that's the wrong term you don't even have the 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 gumption to admit yeah you don't have the backbone to just say it well and that's and again and this is something that really upsets me about this scene is it could have been more and granted Nicholas Holt and Jane McAvoy again being the excellent actors they are understanding these characters they make the scene work. But it could have been more. It could have, it could have been more than just the snide. Like the fact that Charles goes, "I hope you feel better." Do you feel better? Like, stop! You're being so snide. This is above you as a character. You know, so that kind of that, that irked me. But um, at one point, Gene uh, is using her powers to. Um, Per, like project the image of like a random old dude onto a bartender. She's like hiding out at a bar. Jessica Chastain approaches her and basically says a bunch of mean shit that makes Jean want to learn how to use her new powers with her. Yeah. Um. Or no, 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 no. I completely skipped Magneto. First, she goes to a shanty town of mutants that Magneto is running that I guess is this movie's version of Genosha, which broke my heart. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Genosha in the comics, but it's basically this island that Magneto establishes for mutants. And it is his, I don't trust the rest of humanity to ever accept us, so we're just going to chill over here 
then leave us alone, please. It's, I mean, everybody's been there pretty much, but like it's mostly a Magneto thing where it's just him on his own little island, basically. But this version of Genosha is just a fucking shanty town. It seems um, like it might even be like a pseudo Native American reserve. Yeah, sort of a, sort that's of I got vibe. that too, and it was kind of weird. Especially with the confrontation with the army, it's like we have a legal right to be on this land by by you know government grant. Yeah. You know, it seems it seems a lot like a like a reserve. It was just weird. I, mm. but uh, Gene shows up and base, and it's this really weird scene that like. Also, did you notice that there's a handful of lines that got cut from the trailers? Like, no. like she shows up, and the trailers make it seem like Magneto's going to try to use Gene as a weapon. As and, usual, yeah, and he but he shows up, he shows up, and he does the and there's a line in one of the trailers where he's like, "You didn't come here for forgiveness, you came here for permission." Did he say that in the movie? No, not once. Neither, and if, again, correct me if I'm wrong. There is that like really dramatic bit in the trailer where Scott is with Charles, and he's like, "What are we going to do?" And Charles, "I don't know what to do. I don't know what we're going to do." You re- no, that's not in the movie because he's there standing in cerebral. Like, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. Like people looped that on Twitter. Like people just took that bit because it's just you can't stop watching it. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. Like the, both of those lines were in were nope, in the movie, not and granted either. that happens all the time. Yeah, shit. But stuff, like a lot of stuff ends up on the cutting room floor. But they completely made us. But think. it's not a shitty superhero movie unless there's a ton of shit in the trailer that's not in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like go back and look at the historically some of the worst superhero movies of all time. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Amazing Spider-Man yeah, Two. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can make an Batman argument for Amazing versus... Spider-Man One has the, has a couple. I mean, it's not terrible, but like, there's a ton I, of shit I have in the trailers. Soft spot that... for ASM One. I know, me too. But, but I'm just saying that there's like a ton of shit in the trailer that you do not see in the movie. Yeah. Um. So this is right up there with that, with you know, shit that's, that doesn't show up in the movie, <laughs> um, and lines that just aren't in the movie. So there's that. Which is fun, which is great. I love it. Um, <laughs> selling one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time short. Um, but Magneto, they, they, I like what they do with Magneto in this. Again, that's another nice thing. I can't talk about a non spoiler without giving away parts of the movie. Pardon me. Hiccups. Um, but I really like that they went with the war weary, I'm tired of fighting Magneto. And, like, they actually tried to commit to it for yeah. a little bit. Um, because, like, in in Apocalypse, they, they try to do, I'm tired of fighting Magneto. But, like, he runs away from his past and, like, tries to become a new person. And then the movie goes, no, you have to do Magneto shit, so we're going to kill your fucking family. Yeah, um, which is a real shame. Yeah. Well, I, my heart went out to him. That was the only part of the movie where I actually was invested in yeah. anything. Was the five yeah. minutes of Polish screen time we had with Eric Lencher and his cute family? But yeah, and it, it's a depressing scene. But he, um, you know, the family dies, and then he goes and does Magneto shit. Where here, Eric is fully aware of, or doesn't he? Not aware of, but he doesn't try to pretend that he didn't do Magneto shit in the past. Yeah, but he's like, that's not. Me I anymore. tried it. It never made me feel any better. And so guess what I did? I just stopped. Yeah. And guess what? 
I'm still here. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm f- I'm I'm worse for wear because I did it. Yeah. And like I really like that they do. And he tries to talk her down. He tries to talk her down, but she dodges his question. Exactly. But I li- I like the fact saving that... the epic confrontation for later. Yeah. Well, here here's what I love though. I and this, again, this is where like I'll give this movie props over Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Where this movie has they frame it Magneto's turn in a way where it's more it's not him like oh i'm going to go be, be magneto again it's like it's you oh you killed die. my friend fuck you it's not i hate humanity i'm going to wipe out the human race he doesn't yeah. he doesn't become a super villain again he just, he just has a bone to revenge. pick with gene and i like the fact that they don't like make him stop being war weary magneto it's just i have this personal axe to grind with you and then I'm putting this helmet away again. Yeah. Um, but she shows up in Genosha, and then the U.S. military follows her there. Um, and then there's like a conflict that almost ends in the in a lot of lost life. And Magneto um, helps defuse the situation and tells Jean that she's not welcome in Genosha. Then the scene in the bar happens, um, where they they, they meet up with the Vuk and Vuk. the uh, uh, the. The, the Dabari. Dabari, thank you. Oh, God, I'm not going to remember that. Um, but they link up with the Dabari and get her the hell out. So that happens, and eventually Hank goes rogue with the X-Jet to, to meet up with Magneto in Genosha and tells him that or no, 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 we, we skipped we skipped over like how terrible the conversation between gene and uh eric is oh yeah i love the fact that she goes there expecting super villain magneto mm-hmm. and that like it's just eric going you know i don't do i don't do the whole murder thing anymore i don't i don't do that and like you said you did the whole you know i'm worse for wear because of it um and Gene just keeps going, but I like hurting people. And and Charles and then Eric goes, well, don't. Uh, <laughs> like, have, you, have you ever tried understand. not? Have you ever tried not? Like I, I, I don't think that was necessary. I don't yeah, think they needed to. It, like it, mm. it, it felt so weird. Like either have Magneto still be a fucking mutant supremacist, or or ha- just have it be Beast going, hey. I need your help. She killed Mystique. Let's fucking kill her. Yeah. Just leave it there. This movie does not have enough time to like visit Genosha, have her blow have her almost blow up a helicopter. Well she doesn't. Well she blows up a helicopter, but have her almost kill another bunch of soldiers with the helicopter. Yeah. And then just for her just for it to turn around and be Magneto going, Go away. Cause he like he he literally does not offer her anything. Aside from just giving her a reason to want to kill him later, she goes, well, you didn't welcome me into your group. And he goes, yeah, because you tried to kill a bunch of people. Like, right there. <laughs> and like, you just, tried to start a war now. in Genosha. Um, so, I, I just, that, that scene was just so hilarious. Because, like I said, it's just him going, have you tried not being a murderer? <laughs> and, he, and he keeps going, whose blood is that? Whose blood is that? Whose blood is that on your shirt? And then eventually... Um, she Hank. Hank tells her, you know, Raven's dead, and um, Magneto. And and I like the moment of maturity that Magneto has. That he goes, and Beast says, "I need you to help me find Jean." 
and Magneto says, "I if I find her, I'm going to kill her." And Beast pretty much goes, "Yeah, that's the point." <laughs> and yeah, I don't know that I like that move for Beast. I don't think that that is. It was, uh, in, it was better than the Nightcrawler move, which we'll get to. That later. was so funny. Okay, that was so funny. I understand. I understand the lover in mourning. Okay, in the in in last stand. Okay, Scott had his moment of darkness. He was mourning. He was upset. Yeah, that's fine. Like we can give that. And to that's fair, but. Here's my thing, though, and this this is what frustrates me, that this version of Beast has never really been shown to be the, I'm going to, to kill you for hurting those that I care about type. Like, Beast in the comics, in X-Men The Last Stand, and in the animated show was always a very cerebral do the right thing, like, let's be reasonable here. And I know yeah. he's younger in this, but, like, well, it's fuck very, that, he's younger. Fuck that, he's character. younger. He's 20 in 1960, and this takes place in the fucking 90s. Which is another thing. This timeline it is crazy. How, Eric Lencher is in, like, his... He's a teenager during the he, Holocaust. He's, like, 8 or 10 years old. Yeah. In, he's a kid the during the 40s, Holocaust. Which means by the 90s, he's like 55. No. And in he's like theory, 65. And in theory, in 10 years, has to look like Ian fucking McKellen. In theory, yes. <laughs> giving giving so much truth to the Deadpool line, these <laughs> these timelines are so confusing. Yeah, they don't make any. Like, this timeline doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, yeah, that's like we're taking you to see the professor. Oh, which one McAvoy is it, McAvoy or Stewart? These timelines are so confusing. But I, like that that aside, assuming that Nicholas Holt, even if he doesn't, like if Nicholas Holt is supposed to eventually become Kelsey Grammer, like that's whatever, you know. Like he's, I, I just, I don't think Beast is the character that you want to throw in here to be the, I will avenge you. Yeah, it's, um, it's not his style like maybe do it shifting that just a little bit maybe do it from a place of she's out of control she needs to be stopped like i don't want to do this but i'm gonna have to yeah and i'm gonna tag in eric because i know he's gonna want to kill her Mm -hmm. that would be one thing but doing it from a place of i have to avenge my lover fuck off hey it's it's so cliched and you know if you're gonna do it do it with a little bit more nuance than that like that's why i loved uh clint's arc in endgame because it wasn't you my my family's dead i'm now a murderer it was like it was him actively like venting it like they they make it clear he's coping by an over developed sense of justice yeah like and then and, and, and when you when you give it some amount of clarity like he says he's like you know half the world got thanos you're stuck with me okay like well, it's it's not some, just it's not just there it's not just blind edginess yeah <laughs> thankfully and that's saying a lot because ronin is edgy as fuck yeah he's he's got a 
you samurai tattoo. Yeah. And a, and a, <laughs> Massive semi mohawk. But yeah, so Hank recruits um the mag. Yeah, Magneto and then it turns into them the uh, whole team teaming up or the the remaining X-Men being Charles Storm, Nightcrawler, Cyclops all going to intercede New York. Yeah, at New York to stop um Magneto Beast um lady with tattoos who does something. Yeah. She says really she's telep- that she said that she controls New York's minds. Also, she one of the worst knife? one of the worst lines in the whole movie is like you're not the only one that plays with people's minds or something like that. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> I'll try telepathy. That's a good trick. <laughs> and then like that. guy with guy with hair whips. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, and then yeah, so it's Magneto Beast You're not the only one who can play with people's minds and hair whips versus the X-Men trying to stop Jessica Chastain From and the rest of the yeah. um the the the, the Dabari Dabari, yeah. Dabari. She Chastain's like, trying to like extract the the Phoenix energy from yeah. Jean, but if she extracts it completely, then Jean's gonna die. Yeah, and so it's like the X Men trying to save Jean from not only the you know Eric yeah. and Beast crowd, but also from the Dabari. So. And, yeah. And in the meantime, the G-Men show up and they zap everybody and well, carry Well, hold on, hold away. on. We gotta talk about this, no pun intended, this train wreck of a fucking fight. Ugh. Okay, so, 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 very dramatically, Eric <laughs> oh my God. bends over Cyclops toward is the line. sidewalk. Cyclops' line, though. That was, so, like, the, I could, I, I laughed so hard. Which one? If you hurt her, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> this is like... <laughs> Sit down, son. It's so, it's so it's over the top. You heard? I'm gonna fucking kill yeah, you. Yeah, he drops it. Oh he man, drops it right. There. It's uh. become such a like almost self parodying. Like, oh, we got we're such fucking X Men movies now. Like, oh, it, uh, it's so again. It's just so juvenile. Like they go out of their way to be like, we're gonna say fuck one time. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get one fuck in. Because we can. Because yeah. there was one scene where Wolverine said it, and it was Wolverine, so it made sense. And then there was one scene where Charles said the line back to him, and it made sense. Did they say sense. fuck in Apocalypse? Yeah. No. I don't think so. I can't remember if they say fuck or not. Well, maybe they might have had the restraint to not say fuck in X-Men Apocalypse. Um, but regardless, they couldn't help themselves. They're like, we only have one more of these to do, so Scott, right. go say the fuck word. Um, like really loudly and aggressively. He's, you know, again, I love how it's like Charles. And again, like this version of Cyclops is pretty good at just taking Charles' lead. Is just good at listening to him give orders and follow them. And then out of out of nowhere, while Charles is trying to talk down Magneto, you just have Cyclops. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like stop, you child. You're acting like a child. Granted, it's been ten years, and you look the way you did three years ago. So I don't know how old you actually are. Because you but know, they're teachers now. Because the se- yeah, he's a teacher now. So Storm, 
and and so does Quicksilver. Yeah, and like and um, uh, Eric and Charles should be in their sixties or seventies, and they look thirty. And yeah, uh, Fastbender looks forty-five at the most, but, but Charles looks like. <laughs> James McAvoy does at not the very most. Here's what I'll say though. I noticed in his face that like it might just be the amount of scowling and concentrating, you know, concentration face that that Charles did in this movie, but his face looks older just in like the creases that are made in it, yeah. like in his brow and like around his mouth. I'll say that much for for the efforts to make Charles age a little bit. Yeah, he's still way too young. He's still laughably young because he and Eric are roughly the same age ish. Um, but yeah, so a huge mess of a fight that's really hard to keep track of breaks out. Um, I don't like this whole thing about Nightcrawler being like a punk. No, I okay. He's like I don't I, I understand this idea that like Nightcrawler like doesn't necessarily like to fight. Like that's fine. But the fact that like you put him on the mutant superhero team and he's deathly afraid of fighting. Why did you do this to this why did you do this to Kurt? Because you need his That is ability. so cruel. Like I and but I I understand that. But like why is everything constantly like, hey, we, we we need you to go do this terrifying thing, like he like he complains about going on missions, like and there's nothing against him, but it makes no sense for anybody to say, hey, guy who's clearly afraid of doing risky shit, you're a superhero now, go, go. teleport into space, make what? it happen, Cam. <laughs> what? I don't get it. What? The big what? Um. So the the fight breaks out. And most of it is um, Scott having Stormtrooper aim and not being able to hit the broadside of a fucking barn, uh, even several times when his target is like 10 feet in front of him. And he literally just has to look at them for his ability to work. Yeah. <laughs> he has to look and push a button. Um, it, it It's weird. And then like, you, you can talk about the subway part. Okay. You started to and I cut right. you off. So Eric kneels dramatically toward the ground, you know, feeling feeling among among the cement sidewalk for I don't know, maybe a big pipe or or a manhole cover even to you know whip at somebody. And out of the ground comes an entire freaking subway car full of people that he just kind of yoinks out of the ground and then uses it is so to block funny. the door. <laughs> Okay, overkill. When it when it comes out, I was like, "Oh shit, he's going to throw a train through this building. That's wild. That's really cool." And I'm like, no. "They don't have the budget for this." No. <laughs> he's just like, "We're just going to use this as a door stopper." Just to clog up the entrance, give by himself a little bit of time. Completely ridiculous. <sighs> oh, it's so funny. So, yeah, he uses he uses his really big door stopper. Um, walks away, and uh, he he's in the same room immediately as Gene and um, uh, shit, Vuk, Vuk, Vuk. 
don't look at me, man. I know, but like you couldn't like you it's didn't a, need a it's villain. It's a comic accurate name. But why but did we why? have to use this stupid know. name anyway? But they go into the same room budget, and it's, that's and it's why. Vuck. They needed bad guys that looked like humans. Yeah. Um, but there was so it's Vuck and um, Gene and and Magneto tries he, Magneto monologues for a little bit. You know. Also, I, I know I was saying this in the car. I hate that nobody ever wears a costume in these movies. It makes me so angry. It's an X Men movie. Wear show me some Wear, wear blue and yellow tactical suits. Like and no, a blue and yellow jumpsuit is not good enough. <laughs> and it, not everybody has to wear blue and yellow. Everybody can have a different costume. I just don't want it to be either a blue and yellow jumpsuit or all black leather. Neither of those two things. <coughs> you know, give me like a comic accurate suit, like. They had this cool shot. And you remember at the end of Apocalypse where they show like everybody wearing their comic accurate yeah. costumes? Where the fuck were those? I don't know. That's what they should have been wearing. I would have, like, I, I. As you know from me adamantly defending The Amazing Spider Man 2 for much longer than I ever should have. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Sometimes a really good costume will get a whole lot out of me. And I have said on the record, most of why I defended the Amazing Spider-Man 2 is because that costume was amazing. And Andrew Garfield is good as Spider-Man. And those two things made me defend that movie a lot which it didn't deserve, deserve. no <laughs> and i eventually just kind of went it was a, a two-hour trailer for the amazing spider-man 3 movie that never happened yeah it was a two-hour trailer for a sinister six movie and an amazing spider-man 3 um i honestly may have forgiven this movie for a lot if there were good costumes <laughs> i can honestly say there's some Willing some action there were matters. some action set pieces I would have forgiven if there was just more just blue and yellow tactical suits and capes and shit. <laughs> like I would have forgiven a lot. Regardless, um Magneto who's just wearing a sport coat and a North Face pullover, um, and his helmet go after uh Jean and he tries to kill her and then she um destroys his helmet and like force pushes him out yeah. of there. Well like like non non lethally stabs him with all the pieces of the helmet. Somehow. Like I, I don't I'm not I didn't get how that happened. And like not that I was rooting for Eric to die, because I didn't want to yeah, he's my favorite X Men character. I didn't want Magneto to die, but by the same token, why the fuck didn't Jean kill him? Right. Like she's been like she could have just murdered him instantly. And at that point, you know, I I just don't get it. Like, she's, she's talking about, I'll kill you. Uh, and by kill you, I mean, I'm just going to stab you in the arm five times. And then force push and you then, out of the Yeah, building. and then just yeet you out of the way. And then... And then Charles... Charles gets bamfed yeah, in there in. by Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. And then there's that really cringy scene 
where Charles is all like, you can control this, Gene. Remember what I said to you all those years ago? You can do anything that you set your mind to. And she's just like, all right, Charles, try walking. (laughs) Set your mind to that. And he's all like, Gene, you know I can't. And then she's all like, oh, bitch, you can. And then she, she like, tel- like telekinetically pries him out of the wheelchair, <laughs> which she then destroys and makes him really, it's really painful to watch, makes him, like, really gimpily walk up the stairs on his legs that are, like, somehow, he like, she could do better. If you, she could obviously make it look like he was really walking. But the studio went out of their way to be like, he has no strength in his legs, and yet yeah. he's still walking on them. Like it, it goes back and and this, they, again, this scene it was kind of it was it was disturbing because it was we're gonna make the paralyzed man walk telekinetically, okay. but pick one. <laughs> is it we're gonna like show that his legs are jelly and this is like really painful and strenuous for him? Yeah. Or is it she's going to manually lift, bend, step, yeah. lift, bend, step? So very robotically. Yeah. <laughs> and like also, like, but it's just him like just like flopping up the steps and it's yeah. like kind of funny. And his like, and his toes are dragging on the steps. Yeah. Like it's kind of, it, it's like kind of funny. tripping himself. It should not be funny. It was it kind of funny. in the movie. It, it shouldn't was kind of funny, but it was like I couldn't take the scene seriously. It was kind of funny, and like he keep, and he keeps saying, "You can do anything you set your mind to." What the fuck is this? Is this like a this is, is this an episode of Caillou? No, stop telling her she can do it if she sets her mind to it. We're, we're past the point of that. She has set her mind to murder. Let's Mr. Not, Xavier. <laughs> let's let's not let her do whatever she sets her mind to. It and then like and then he's like and then he's like turning black. Yeah, she's she's using the Phoenix power to like destroy him slowly. Kind of like what happened in Last Stand as well. Yeah, it was weird. I, I, again, it looks like they're gonna kill him. Like, and you know, I it was, was like, a, for the, for the people who have <sighs> like kept track of the last, it was a bait and switch for. X-Men well, because for a second, I was like, whenever she's like crushing Eric's head with the helmet, I'm like, oh, oh she's gonna this kill is, they're going to flip it. And it's like this time she yeah, kills Magneto. Like, like in, you know, Into Darkness with, yeah. the, with the, you know, Chris Pine Star Trek movies. Yeah. The big old switcheroo. Yeah. Like, okay. This time Khan yeah. killed Kirk. Um, killed. <laughs> but again, like here, I'm like, okay, they're going to switch it around. No. Okay. They spared Magneto. Oh. We're going back to the well of murdering Charles Xavier because Phoenix can't control her powers, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And he's like shaking and shit. Um, and then he can. They. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't like when people take scenes that boil down to. We're going to help this person who let their emotions get the better of them. Undo the emotions getting better to them. Getting the better of them because we're going to give more context to the emotions or give them a situation to just have a moment of catharsis. I don't like when people shit on moments like that because scenes like that or like motor, like that 
end game in a scene is your Luke and Kylo on crate. Is Captain Marvel just blasting Yon Rag yeah. in the face. And there's scenes that people who want to make fun of the movie make fun of for not making any sense. However, they it boiled down to Charles just going, hey, we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> Like it just it just all it felt like like he showed her like an extra half a second of the conversation with her father. I know, but uh, like because all he shows her is like the oh she's a lost cause no she's not yeah like it's, as if that's all she needed to be friends with him again like and I understand it it just felt. Like you needed more. I that didn't feel like it was I mean, enough to I call think, to uh, to where Jean's at. That just didn't feel like enough to talk her down. Well, here's here's why I, I am. It's a fine line between not you know and you overdoing it and underdoing it. Yeah. Where I think I like think that. I will defend this in in the sense that where Jean is at right now, or where Jean where Jean was before the beginning of this scene. She is at the she's at the point where Gene Wilder just passed away. Oh no. Can we stop this for like podcast right now? I'm I, my heart's so exhausted. Wait, no, he passed away in 2016. I thought he did. That got, wait, 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 hold on. I'm so you confused me now. out here. I thought he what passed. Happened? I guess I thought because now that you're saying I thought that, there was I a hook. Remember his well, no, because or... I saw it. I thought there was a. I got. I immediately got Mandela. I immediately got Mandela. Because there, because 2016 was the year like everybody fucking died. But now, and like... I forgot that he did. Right. Was he along with the uh, like David Bowie crowd? Yeah, because it was him, Bowie, Alan, and Alan Rickman, Rickman, and Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher. Right. Like, Every, like in the span the, of like three months. Like a bunch Everybody of celebrities died. I thought he was a part of that. Um, there were so fucking many. But this is just and Prince in twenty sixteen. Oh, that's right, Prince, the artist formerly known as, as the, the artist, artist formerly, formerly known, known as, as Prince. Prince. Um, I thought I, I, in my brain, if you were to ask me, is Gene Wilder dead? I would, I would, I would, I would, I wouldn't have been able to answer you immediately. But I saw that went motherfucker. Anyway. Um, it shows you how invested we are in this goddamn I know. movie. That we immediately we, started talking about a celebrity death from about, three years ago. We'd much rather talk about Gene. Um, well, go watch Willy Wonka the night after oh, the after the Tonys. After the Tonys, watching me some Blazing Saddles. Or okay, anything else? Fair enough. Or, or the Three Amigos. Hey, or is that, you that's too. like him and Chevy look Chase. Up here, right? Look up here! Look up here! Look up here! Um, but anyway, it's Chevy Chase. Yeah, and Steve Martin. That's right, Steve Martin. Um, is Gene so, even in that? Is he, he the third amigo? I think he is. I'm looking it up. Anyway, so then after that whole so thing goes down, like, she's like, "Yeah, we're friends, friends again. again." And um, then Vuck just randomly goes, "Hey, do you just like not want to be the Phoenix anymore?" Which is so funny. Yeah. Which <laughs> like it it just happens so abruptly. Just hey, do you want to just? Oh no, it's uh, Alfonso Aru. Oh, wow, we look like idiots now. We do. Well, sorry, Gene, wrong Western spoof thing. But he, 
Like, oh, also, we forgot to talk about how the, the like the genesis of the name Phoenix comes around. Like that oh, was just so stupid. So did, did you hear? Did you hear what they're calling you? They're calling oh, you Phoenix. Phoenix. You know, like the bird that comes back from the dead <laughs> on fire. <laughs> I don't know. Like just the simple line where they go, "Hey, did you hear they're calling you the Phoenix now?" Okay. Kind of right. corny, but whatever. But when he goes out of his way, the they have you heard what they're calling you? And no, why? Yeah, yeah, you know they're calling you a phoenix because fire, fire. And, and because, because like rebirth. Get it? <laughs> you know you. It's just so <sighs> corny, but like Vuck basically goes, "Hey, Gene, do you want to?" Do you want to not have this power anymore? And Gene just kind of goes, that was an option the whole time. Yeah. And like basically hugs Jessica Chastain. And like the longer she's holding Vuck, the more like it looks like they injected Sophie Turner's face with Novocaine. Yeah. And like, <laughs> she just gets a little droopy. She, yeah, she gets droopy. And then Charles, <laughs> and again, this is just Vuck being so fucking terrible and over the top. She's like, you're killing her, let her go. And Vuck just goes, your lives are meaningless. You don't matter. So bad. <laughs> and then eventually, like, um, Cyclops gets away from the MCU. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like Mutant Containment Unit or whatever it is. But, like, why did nobody go, let's find a different acronym? <laughs> you know that there's this other thing, right? Yeah, like there, there's it there's goes, the... ironically by the same name as uh... yeah. <laughs> they they kind of all call it the MCU. We shouldn't use that title, but anyway, the the everyone's getting bagged and tagged by the MCU, and um, and I'm only gonna just keep saying MCU. I'm not gonna say anything else but the term. There's a big old middle finger. Yeah. Um, but they're running from it, which is basically a metaphor for this whole movie. Yeah. They're, they're running away they're from the running. MCU. <laughs> basically, they're, they're, they're trying to cheat death. Um, and then eventually Scott escapes it and he gets into the building where um, Gene and uh, everybody is. And then Charles just basically goes, Scott! Shoot this bitch! And, yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he like and blasts. Bzzz. He like hysterically blasts he, her he, up he, at yeah, an angle, full send through the wall. <laughs> it's, it's it's great, and so yeah, like, you were laughing like an idiot. It I was. was it was. It was not. I don't think it was supposed to. When I, once again, I don't think it was supposed to be funny. No, I mean, but granted, it wasn't funny because it was bad. It was just like funny, like haha, you hit a wall. Yes, like you this. Just, like, it, you just got yeeted across. Yeah, the room. it's the same laugh that you do anytime somebody falls down. Yeah, <laughs> but like she she gets blasted through the wall, and then like Jean's like comatose for a minute. What the fuck are I'm you doing? Stretching, man. I've been sitting cross-legged for an hour and a half, avoiding you know kicking this stupid table like I have every other episode <laughs> since we started recording this summer uh well i appreciate you for it um i'm a fragile creature (laughs) but they all get captured and they got they get thrown on the train and they're on a train because they didn't want it to be like captain marvel Um, (laughs) which like in hindsight wow would that have looked bad it would have looked really bad (laughs) the the ending that involves green shape-shifting aliens on a spaceship that was the article. Yeah. 
That was the article yeah. where we talked about like they had to change the indie or whatever because it was too similar to another movie and we're like well um let's narrow it down here yeah last they recently stand removed, or yeah. captain marvel yeah well because we were thinking oh it's gonna be girl who has a connection between her emotions and her powers and is having trouble controlling both right you know, has an epiphany that she is the her best self if he if she chooses to be blah 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 and beats up a bunch blah, of bad blah, blah, guys blah. on a ship. Right. But no, it was there's shape shifting green aliens plus powers on a spaceship, and that I kind of wish they did it anyway because that would have been <laughs> fucking hilarious. It would it, it would have looked so. Some, just give us something else, more ammunition but, with which to dump upon this movie. Okay. The fucking train is such a mess. First of all, Charles abruptly goes, I'm an asshole. And like, I'm sorry. Out of nowhere. After, But here's the thing. He like basically has this whole scene where he justifies to Gene why Everything he did what he, he did, did. And now. And is proven right when Gene comes down. Like she, she just goes, oh shit, you were, that was really sweet of you, Charles. I'm sorry. Here, I'm not going to kill you. Let me hug the Phoenix Force and the Jessica Chastain now. He's proven right. <laughs> because Gene appreciates him again for, like, brain-fucking her. Once again, the movie, I think, unaware of the, the, fact, the fact that they're doing it, they write in the exact opposite to what they want, <laughs> you know, like we said earlier with... Like the the immediate government, you know, and Charles's delusion that you know we have to maintain this good public image, and then the writing immediately makes it yeah make no sense anymore. And once again, <laughs> right after Charles's affir- a character is affirmed, he then which apologizes. is fucked up. Which is yeah, fucked which- up. Like, Gene has every right to, to be, be angry, angry with you. Gene has every right to say, like, no, she doesn't have any right to, like, be a murderer and shit. No, but, but she has every right to be like, hey. It's okay to be angry. It's not okay to be mean. Yes. It's like on a sign in every elementary school teacher's yeah. classroom ever. But it then turns into Charles going, I shouldn't have done what i done. I'm sorry. This is my fault. But. <laughs> Why did you, like, morph into Sean Connery just there? You're like, you're like I shouldn't have done what I just did. I'm sorry, Ash. I mean, we did watch Last Crusade yeah. last night, but that's beside the well, point. Well, we we fell asleep to Last Crusade. Yeah. No, we stayed through the. Joel fell asleep to Last yeah. Crusade. We put on the Last Jedi and yes. then dozed off. That's right. Yes. Anyway, I thought it was the Last Jedi. Um, because we couldn't find uh, the. What's it called? Rogue One. Yeah, they took it down. Um, <laughs> they're on the train, and then Charles goes from, "Hey, I was right, but also I'm sorry." Um, he's, he, and like, it, it sounds so mea culpa, mm. and, and, and then again, it's not that like McAvoy doesn't sound convincing, but like his wrong opinion is proved right so many times during the movie. That when he turns around and then goes, oh, by the way, my bad, uh, it just it feels so disingenuous. Is, it like, it is. doesn't matter. It's, and, like, 
he and again it's the i'm gonna steal a term that uh the weekly planet uses on their podcast a lot when they talk about like movies where like two characters are in conflict and then team up like they they use the term punch a bit punch for a bit then they're mates that's a mouthful but it's just, but that's accurate Punch for a bit, then they're mates. Yeah, but like, how many, like, how many, like, move, like, that's Batman v Superman. Then that's this movie. That's this movie to a T, where it's, Cap you know. Cap Civil War. Yeah, Cap Civil punch War. Punch for a bit, then they're mates. Yeah. Punch but, again. Yeah, punch <laughs> again. <laughs> but this one is very much, you know, punch for a bit, and then they have, like, a logical conversation after the punching. Yeah. That, like, everybody just made the decision that they were going to ignore the fact that Gene is under the influence of a cosmic force that's out of control. And, again, had it been the perspective of she's out of control and needs to be stopped, that's one thing. But Beast is too smart to decide he's going to murder her for something that she kind of wasn't in control of. That said, Charles galvanizes the X-Men yes. as... The Dabari, which are depicted as being within short numbers at the beginning of the yeah, film. They, there's like t- 20 or there's, less. There's 20 or less standing on top of a parking garage. And, and by the, the end of the movie. And, and Vuck even says, this is all that remains of the glorious Dabari Empire. And then it turns into... Like it looks like a zombie movie, like with, World War Z. Yeah, with all these clambering over each other, climbing all over the MCU train, and they attack the train, and then <laughs> they send out the MCU guys to like try and deal with them. And the whole time, Magneto is like, "You can't do this without us. You must let us help you." And then finally, the last freaking man standing is like, um, yeah, okay. Let him go. <laughs> Opens up all the things, and then the X Men go to town trying to protect Gene from the Dabari, also from. You want to talk about the. What, the Nightcrawler thing? No, not that. I mean, we're not there yet. I'm talking about the. Oh, right. <laughs> right. So. I don't even want to take the term away from during, you. During the movie. I uh, leaned over when I saw it on the screen. They've got Jane. Who's Jane? They've got Jean in this thing. It's like her legs are straight and they're strapped down and her arms are in a crucifix. You know, she looks like Jesus on the cross. Yeah. But she's strapped down to it and she's just laying there. And it reminded me of this meme that i found once that is like it's poking it's poking fun at like the alt-right evangelical christian wing and it's and it's a a, a spoof advertisement for the anti-masturbation cross where it's like you just like strap your kids limbs down well let me see if i can find a picture of it no because you lean over and I just I see her on the cross, and I like I got ready to make a Zack Snyder joke. Know your meme. Here we go. Oh my god, the anti-masturbation cross. cross. Give me a. Uh, there oh it my is. god! Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> www.stopmasturbationnow.org. Safely train your children to keep their hands off their dangerous sin zones. 
Papoose Cross and Arm Immobilizer work together to safely secure a self-raping oh. child. Oh. Features it adjustable. That's what it child. says right there. Oh. Five oh. years plus. Okay. Um, <laughs> features adjustable canvas straps with Velcro. Adjustable head strap incorporated into the backboard. It's like basically a stretcher with Velcro oh everywhere. Oh, God. And this kid is looking like Jesus. That is amazing. Oh my gosh, I never noticed that. On the freaking stretcher, there is a mini crucifix. Oh my god. Of Jesus. That is so that is vile. Um <laughs> I'm scarred for life. I do not now. represent this. Okay. <laughs> Optional arm immobilization accessory slides upper board for firm spread eagle position. Know your meme. The anti-masturbation cross. That's 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 special. I know, um, but Gina's hooked up to this anti-masturbation cross looking thing. Well, I see She's it, unconscious. And I saw it and I chuckled. And I got ready to make a Zack Snyder joke. Because everybody knows Zack Snyder loves him some Christ imagery right. all the time. And granted, like I've said before, I do I do like Superman Christ imagery. And that's one of the reasons why I like Man of Steel and um, BVS. Uh, or it's something I like about them at least. Sure. Um, and I was getting ready to make a Zack Snyder joke. Because it's always Christ imagery with him. And as I lean in, you – like I go in 10%. You go in the, the, the rest of the 90 and go – there's Gene on the anti-masturbation cross. I go, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> it was so funny. What? But they're trying to stop the, the Dabari from getting on the train, and then it just turns into a poorly edited mess. Really choppy mess. And it's like... If it's, you only take one word away from this entire podcast, it's the mess. It's a this mess. This movie is a mess. Um... You talk, talk about my crawler. I'm not taking okay. this away from all you. Okay, all right. So there's this really weird thing that happens where Nightcrawler's just kind of hanging out in the rafters. You know, he's doing his I don't really want to fight thing. And there's an MCU unit guy right underneath him. And um, what's her name? Oh, it's just a random. It's just a rando Dabari. Okay? Yeah. He just like makes an advance at this guy. He tries to shoot it. It just kind of shrugs it off. And then at the very last possible second, he like he he does his little teleport thing and tries to get him out of the situation. Yeah. But whenever he like goes to wherever he gets, he finds out that the that the Dabari had already done the little titty twister maneuver on his chest. But okay, first and of all, again, kinda, bad he, editing. Bad editing. Nightcrawler can't steps even... in front of him. Yeah. To teleport him before it and happens, it, but it still happens. So Nightcrawler should be fucking. Dead. He should be. But he isn't. And then whenever he gets there, we're never like shown what happened. We have to assume that it was the titty twister maneuver because they never show us. And he just like he just loses his shit. He goes crazy. Like not only is he like, okay, I'm a fighter now. It's like think Colossus and Deadpool 2 except crazy. Yeah. Like, not just, okay, I'm in fight mode he now. He does, like, a face-shaking scream. He does. He does and, and he, like, brutally, like, he he not only kills these people, he brutalizes them. And he's, like, stabbing people through the neck with his tail, which is, like, yeah. it's been done in other movies. But, like, holy mackerel, he held nothing back. And I just was, 
I think I looked at Jared. I was like, what just happened? What? <laughs> Shit, what, what? What? Why did Nightcrawler all of a sudden just become this raging freaking lunatic? Oh, my favorite's whenever Vuck is like on her like Darth Vader-esque warpath on the way to the... Mm-hmm. The car with and, and, Gene, oh, right. and, he's, and like, he's like runs he's just, the gauntlet he's just on her, bamfing all zip, around zip, her, zip, just bam. like stab, 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 and then she just goes, <laughs> smacks him away. Yeah. Oh, didn't but, make any sense. Yeah, and then everyone's like running around and fighting off the Dabari, and um, it's basically like Charles oh. gets some time alone with yeah. Gene. He's just kind of like. Like you do with somebody who's in a coma. You yeah. just kind of talk to them to ease your own conscience, hoping that they can hear you. Yeah. And then and, and, because you know, they're Cyclops two telepaths. Is, <laughs> Cyclops is shooting through the several holes in the in the train car at the Dabari that are closing in. And they're both telepaths. Charles apologizes to Which, Jane. again, 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 the movie can't pick if Charles is right is, or wrong. Because yeah, <laughs> then it turns into Charles going, hey... That was really fucked up. I'm sorry. And then it go, and then Gene goes, "Yeah, but I get why you did it." Pick, <laughs> choose one. Either Gene has to go. I forgive you. But he, she doesn't even say it's okay. I forgive you. She just, she just I goes, "I know." She just says, "I know." He goes, "I'm sorry. I know." What does that mean? Do you forgive him, or or is he right? Anyway. <laughs> Bad thing. She and then she wakes up. Yeah, yeah she wakes. She up. starts kicking some butt. She makes the train go fly. Yeah, and then and they had like they have like a little callback to how like whenever she accidentally causes the car crash, um, she like puts like a defensive yeah telekinetic barrier around, around herself. herself. And she does that for for everybody yeah. in the X Men squad. Because well, she, she has her one line like, about I have to defend my family. Right. I have to protect my family. She's like, I know what I have to do now. Charles is all like, What? <laughs> Hopefully, not kill me. And he's like, I have to protect my family. And Charles is like, I was real close <laughs> to you right now. This is gonna end in badly. Right. Um, so that happens. Cute little callback to the defensive shield protects yeah. everybody. Um, all of the Dabari go flying to the back train car and fun little thing where Magneto like just like he implodes <laughs> the train yeah. car. He just like crushes it like a metal can. Yeah. Kills everybody, presumably. The train goes flying, they crash, and people are kind of scrambling to find out what happened. There's Vuck's Vuck, sorry. There's Vuck. She meets up with, with Gene. And tries to steal the rest of the power, and then Gene's all like, "Uh huh, uh huh, you want this power, do you? Well, go ahead, have some." Well, yeah, yeah. Well, she starts to like, like unload all the energy onto Vuck, and then, like for some reason, it starts to Thanos snap Cyclops. Yeah, I think it's just like... But, like, everyone else is so close to that. Like, and again, like, this is one of those weird things. Charles was not getting melted when they were doing the same exact thing. You but really... now it's starting to kill Cyclops. Anyway, so... The same, like, like, that's the, what I'm saying. It's like, they can't make the up their mind on how this works. And like we said they, earlier, they, no, no, we're no, like... They can't, because the first time around, it was like, if this power is taken away from Gene... 
she will die and now it's like okay so gene giving the other girl this power will she will now die it's like any transfer of power they're both gonna die yeah so like now like exactly Along so there's with that. everybody in the near vicinity exactly so like now they're doing this whole thing like oh i'm just gonna give you all the power and it's gonna make you die and now cyclops is starting to like melt away even though charles was even closer to them than cyclops was when the power transfer was happening and he wasn't in any danger and then she realizes that like and she goes you're she says your feelings make you weak oh my god and then and Gene, written by a four-year-old, yeah. Gene says, no, my emotions make me strong. And, and they, then they blow up together. Yeah, they fly away so nobody dies and then they blow up. And then there's like a, it forms a big phoenix because we forgot the name of this movie. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, it flashes forward and um, Gene is posthumously monologuing. Um, or like <clears throat> we see by the end, she's probably not actually dead, but it doesn't fucking matter. This is the last X Men movie in the Fox uh-huh. universe. But like they rename the school the Jean Grey School for Gifted Jared, Youngsters, and Jared looks at me, and we both have this like, what the hell? <laughs> what are you doing, man? I like really loudly went, what? <laughs> <laughs> it just made no sense, and then like. They're walking through the halls, like, hustle and bustle. Everything's back yeah. to normal. Storm's teaching science class, probably yeah. something about the weather. and Presumably. Like, and they pass some rowdy kids, and Quicksilver's like, hey, behave yourself, or something like that. Yeah, he's like, hey, slow down. Safety first. Yeah. and Could get it? Yeah. Get it? Because he's, Cause yeah, he's I fast. I get it, yeah. And he told I the know. kid to slow I down. Know. Hank it's walks into the, into the professor's office and sits down. So now we're like, what? Well, presumably Hank is now the Where's headmaster. Charles? I thought he sat in that chair. And you know where but Charles it had is? Wheels. You know where Charles is now? Charles is at the same cafe where the dark that ends with the, at the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> it's the same fucking every cafe. Year, every year, I'm waiting I would for take like, a holiday, and I would sit on this bright sunny cafe on the banks of the river. <laughs> And I would and I would order a Fernie Branca, and 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 I and I hope that one day I would see you there with a wife, maybe a few kids. You know, I never wanted you to come back to Gotham, and here you are, Master Wayne. But the, no, no, it a literally Fernie looks. Branca. It looks. It looks identical to the cafe from the end of Dark Knight Rises. Eh. It, like, I don't think it does, but for the sake of making this episode like, interesting, I gave you the Michael Caine impression. It looked like the Dark Knight Rises Cafe. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> That's how you say Michael Caine with a Michael Caine accent. You yeah. say Michael Caine. Yeah. Caine. <laughs> we both like So they're in this cocaine. cafe, okay? He orders a coffee out uh, 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 En Francais. Yeah. And guess who just happens to show up with a portable chessboard? I love that he's just like, hey, you and I, we've like, we've been enemies and we have like our own armies that we fought each other with. Want to like play chess the same way you and I like play chess against each other in the real world? Like, it's a cool little bit of symbolism. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to make fun of it. It's all I'm not trying to make fun of it. But, like, 
it's the it's the how ham fisted like when Magneto goes, Charles, would you like to play a game? And like, and he goes, he goes, oh no, I don't want to. And oh, you, he goes, I'll take it easy on you. No, you won't. No, I won't. Like it's like <laughs> it's like ooh, like it, it, it's just it's so ham fisted. Um, but they're they're laughing at the cafe despite um the amount of people Eric has just fucking murdered and, and the <laughs> fact that at this point at the very least Xavier is like a national news figure figure if yeah. not a world news figure and the two of them are just chilling yeah, in the cafe like, you... a sunny cafe in Paris drinking their coffee and yeah. Fernet Brankers yeah and then as um as Alfred peers around his table to see, um, and he nods silently see, as he sees I Batman. Say a word to you, nor you to me, but we both know that the X Men made it. That you, that that, that you happy, that, that everyone's happy. <laughs> but as Alfred you know, nods hello to Bruce, Selena, Eric, and <laughs> Charles. Um, the camera pans up and just, and you know, by coincidence, right above where Charles and Eric like, are hey, is a big, that shooting fiery, star looks a lot like a Here's just a giant, fiery phoenix profile soaring through the sky. And then it's the like, movie. Well, I'll be damned. Haley's Comet looks a lot like a phoenix this time around. Okay. And then the movie ends. And we breathed a sigh of relief that we didn't have to spend another minute watching that garbage. Yeah, well, the best part was, like, you and I just kind of look at each other and, like... We were like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh. <laughs> no, my my favorite was, like, how you immediately looked at me. Like, what, you remember what you said? No. You, you stopped, you took a breath, hmm. chuckled, and looked at me and went, I don't know how that could have been any worse. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, wait. We forgot the most positive spin we can put on this whole movie. The soundtrack was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Was, it. it was fair, yeah. It was like full of chill vibes, but Hans Zimmer, you know, never fails. He would have to put more effort into fucking up a soundtrack than he would to like making a good one. Good, right. Like, so the only soundtrack thing that, was nice. I mean, but... there was like a. I, I like musically the little subtle, like the Magneto theme motif. Just barely noticeable. like if you know that song and like i said like that's one of my favorite superhero themes mm-hmm. they're like comic book movie themes of all time i just that think heavy that like that's just so badass and haunting um but like that the, like that very faint like like as he's like getting ready to put the helmet back on for the first time in a long time but yeah that's where the movie ends um it's a mess, and it, it is, is made with the <clears throat> same lack of compassion and heart that X-Men Origins Wolverine and X-Men The Last Stand and Apocalypse were all made with. Um, what are you doing? I'm doing the Magneto theme on my head. Oh, I'm like, I, I thought you were like telling me to like wrap it up. Oh, I no, 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 you were no, doing. no, no, we've got... 109 hours of disk space remaining. Oh, so I don't think we have that much left to we're say. We're not on a time crunch here. Um, but yeah, it 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 it, it, it doesn't have any heart. Be much worse. Yeah, um, Spencer, where do you rank this among the shit X Men movies? Um, that's a good question. 
Definitely below Apocalypse. Yeah. It's a toss-up for me whether it's better or worse than Last Stand because they both are just awful and it's really difficult for me to sit through either of them. But merely because I think I like the cast of the newer X-Men trilogy better. I'm going to put I'm going to put Dark Phoenix like a hair's width higher on my personal favorite scale than Last Stand because they both stink and I don't know if I will ever watch them again. But if I had to choose between the two, I'd rather watch Dark Phoenix again because the cast to me is so much more enjoyable just to see on screen. Okay. Um as much as I adore Ian McKellen, as much as I adore him, as much as I love to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I don't know, this is just like I like right. I like my new guys. That's fair, and I do like this cast and I really wish they weren't wasted on the Fox stuff. Yeah. Because I think they all could have done a lot of good in the MCU um, and not the mutant containment unit. Uh, <laughs> just still fucking amazing to me. Unless um, you're talking the Christopher Nolan trilogy, in which case the MCU refers to the major crimes unit in the Gotham City I Police never Department. I noticed that. That's really funny. That's hilarious. Um, anyway. So me personally, ranking-wise for the bad X-Men movies um, – which I treat almost like their own pocket universe. Huh. Um, I, huh. I think I like this more than Apocalypse. Apocalypse was a chore to watch, but it was so pretty. But uh, here's my thing, though. Um, Apocalypse, it, it it feels its length. It does. And okay. the and and Dark <clears throat> Fe- Dark Phoenix, like. Not so much. None of it. None of none of none of what happens makes any sense. Like, like it's not going anywhere, but it gets where it's going quickly. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's not going anywhere, but it gets there quick. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so I I like it more than Apocalypse. Um, the only reason why I like X Men: The Last Stand even a little bit is Kelsey Grammer is the Beast. So. I if I see it's on I watch it just because I think Kelsey Grammer is amazing as Beast. Agreed. Um, as Churchill said, that comes a time when oh you get the point. Oh you get the point. That's my favorite. As you know. Um. So I like it because I like that movie because Beast and Ian McKellen right. is he acts his ass off. And then X Men Origins Wolverine is my guilty pleasure movie. Me too. It was it's on the other so night, like two days bad. ago. It was on, and I watched it. But it's it. so much fun. Like it's but, a romp. Oh man, it's a romp, Rockapool. <laughs> Nobody kills you but me, little brother. Are, you, are you familiar with the two, the alternate post-credit scenes for X Men Origins Wolverine? No. There are two alternate post-credit scenes. Is one of them with his eyes opening up Barakapool's head? Yeah. Really? It's actually really creepy. So like it's like the rubble at um the facility. Uh-huh. And um it's like a hand like kind of like crawling its way. Like it's not like a severed hand. It's just but it's just kind of like just reaching and stretching. And then, like, it grabs the head and it starts to pull it closely. And then the eyes open and then it just goes, shh. 
cut to black. It says, shh. The head says, shh. Like, Deadpool's head goes, shh. He's got no mouth. That's, but, like, in all the chaos, like, it, like, it opened, like, all the crumbling rubble and shit opened his mouth back up. Because it's sewn shut. I thought they sewed it shut and then they put, like, a skin graft on there. That's what I'm saying, is that, like, it's, like, his mouth burst back open. Huh. Because of all the falling rubble and shit. So, anyway. there's that one, and then there's another one where he just, he's just in fucking Orig- Japan. Origin, oh, the Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, it's just a hint towards the Wolverine. Yes. But, it's, Whatever. yeah. Like, I, again, they did not understand that, like, Deadpool is not a horror character. No. He's not, like, a body, like, he kind of is a little bit of body horror. But, like, that's just, like, oh, look how fucked up his origin is. He's not supposed to be this, like, you know, hell spawn thing that's, like, undead and, you know, shh, I'm the undead corpse monster. Like, it's not what his character (laughs) is at all. Um, But, no, uh, Origins Wolverine is my guilty pleasure movie. I have to agree there. So, I like, (laughs) that's my favorite shitty X-Men movie. Because, again, I just love the... I just love how corny it is <laughs> in so many parts. Plus Gambit. Oh yeah, Taylor, K- poor Taylor Kitsch, poor, uh, poor Channing Tatum, <clears throat> and the Dead on Arrival Gambit oh, movie that's yeah. just been—it's not Dead on Arrival. It's been suffering for like six years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <clears throat> I didn't like Dark Phoenix. What about you, Spencer? I didn't like Dark Phoenix. Do oh, okay. we want to give it a out of ten, <sighs> real quick. Do we do ten or five? I forget every time. We do ten. We will do the, we do, do, we'll do a ten. Yeah. We do ten. Because you gave uh, 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 Endgame a perfect ten. Oh yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Okay. Anyway. Well, um, <clears throat> everybody turns in a good performance as usual. Uh, the score is decent because it's on Zimmer, and um, there's some fun camera work at times. That said, those three nice things do not make up for a hot mess of a script and some very, very interesting editing choices at certain points. So, I'm going to give it a three. That's what I was going to give it as well. Because good acting, good soundtrack, some good editing choices. Yeah. One star for each. Three stars for both of us. That is a uh, failing grade. Uh, yeah, that's a 30%. <laughs> which is about what it's got on tomatoes, although it's, what yeah. was that at last? 21? 22. 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Gee so, whiz. But yeah. Appear- oh, did you hear Don't like, this was waste your money to, to see this. They almost <laughs> did an R rating for this. Why? I would have loved to have seen them just go over the top with like just like the brutal edgy version of this. I t- <laughs> Maybe Cyclops that, would have said fuck that, twice in that it sentence. Might have, it might have turned into like the sort of like a uh, horror thrasher that is just so ridiculous. It's kind of comical to watch. Yeah. Maybe an R rating would have made this a fun movie. But hashtag yeah. release the R rated version <laughs> from the vault. Really release the Kinnaman cut. Yeah. <laughs> release the Kinnaman cut. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. release the kin- like and subscribe to release the, the kinnaman cut of Dark Phoenix. All right. With that, Spencer, you have anything uh, mm-hmm. else to say here? 
don't waste your money on a ticket for this movie. If you ever decide to watch it, do it when your friend owns it already. Yeah. If he's foolish enough to buy it, or just wait until I don't know. home release when you can do it for like two bucks. Yeah. Don't spend your time. No. Spencer, where can the lovely people find you? I'm on Instagram. What? What? Spence Man Cosplays, a fabulous little Instagram page, and my man Stubby. Which is going to have some new, some new, oh, pretty, yes. pretty uh, super content. Oh, yes. One might even call it super. Yes. It's very slick, but. Yeah. All except the midriff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we've got a, we've we'll got a bit the midriff. of a midriff crisis, but all in all. Just don't move. Yeah. <laughs> and don't do the classic <laughs> Superman pose where your fucking gun uh, comes out. Uh, don't worry. We'll have yeah. uh we'll, we'll find a, a you know, some some something to cover it blue with. Blue under armor or something that yeah. doesn't look too too bad. Anyway, where can they find you, Jared? The lovely people. Well, first of all, do you have a Twitter? No. Why not? I for the same reason as every week. I don't want one. You should get one. I won't. You can follow Donald Jar Jar with me. No. Okay. Well, we're going to convince him one day, kids. Um, you guys can find me at on Instagram at DarkJedi2552. You can find that same handle on Twitter because I do have one. Show off. And be sure to follow Spencer on my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplay. And go ahead and like and follow Dubak Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to check out the other two shows in the well four now actually because the first episode of Jerk the Curtain is up. Jerk the Curtain is the brand new wrestling podcast that we have in the Dubak Network. Uh, you can also listen to the Dubak Discussion podcast, which is also hosted by myself, Michael Doling, Spencer when he can be there, and Connor Chiquiti when he can be there. It's a great show. We talk all things Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. Obviously, are you listening to the Hall of Heroes podcast? Thank you for that. And what, what? come check out the Gore and More podcast, which is a horror movie club podcast with all kinds of really cool horror interviews as well. Lots of really cool content coming from that show really soon. Go to www.dobackdiscussion.net. Check out our news articles and reviews and go check out our Tee Public page while you're on that website. Go ahead and click on the merch and go buy yourself a new T-shirt. With that... I hope you guys enjoyed our Dark Phoenix review. Uh, getting to talk and uh, shoot the breeze about this <laughs> yeah. hot mess of a movie made it worth seeing. Uh, so be sure to tune in at the same bat time, at the same bat channel. We love you guys 3000. Yeah.